The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Natural healing is an evolving field with new discoveries coming forward every day. Join us to find out more about the products and methods that will work for you. Welcome to The Power of Natural Healing with Howard Strauss, a program with honest information and straightforward talk that will help you take control of your health. Now, here's your host, Howard Strauss. Welcome to The Power of Natural Healing. This is Howard Strauss, your host. We're brought to you by Gerson Health Media at www.gersonmedia.com. That's G-E-R-S-O-N media.com. Uh, you can go to gersonmedia.com and leave us your uh, leave us your email address. We'll send you notifications of guests on our show. We'll send you notifications of new books, new media, new movies uh, that we get in, uh, and all kinds of great information. Uh, you can also uh, look at testimonials at Dr. Gerson's patient uh, papers at uh, uh, people who have recovered from terrible, terrible diseases using the Gerson therapy. And you can also learn about uh, many other uh, many other different approaches to health uh, that are uh, that are involved with natural healing. Um, so today we have we're going to be talking with Dr. Laura Conover. The Intuition Physician. She's infused modern medicine with intuition for deeper healing. She's combined them. She's an author, physician, and speaker who's been featured in many news and media outlets, writes a regular health column in the organic lifestyle magazine Mary Jane's Farm, and is featured in the motion picture The Grounded, a powerful motion picture about the healing power of the earth, and she has a major part in the upcoming sequel, The Grounded 2. Uh, Dr. Conover has published uh, the world's first children's book that introduces the healing practice of earthing to children in a visual way in her picture book, From the Ground Up. As a physician, she enjoys seeing patient health challenge from both a medical perspective as well as an intuitive one. We're going to be talking about uh, many of these areas in the next hour. I think you'll find it fascinating. Uh, Dr. Conover, may I call you Laura? Please, yes, absolutely. Well, thank you so much for joining us and sharing your, uh, your, your, uh, your insights and your experience and your expertise with our many, many listeners around the world. That's great. Thank you so much for having me. Well, it's a great pleasure. Always a pleasure to talk to you, and I was uh, uh, recently delighted to meet you. Uh, when in January we met in New York to make, uh, while we were making the sequel for The Grounded 2. Yeah, that was great, and my kids loved meeting you too. <laughs> that was such fun. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, 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 since we started, uh, since we met really on the uh, making the 
grounded to. Let's talk a little bit about earthing. Uh, the thing that I was very, very interested in when I, uh, when I was talking to you, uh, on film was that you had, before you knew about earthing, uh, in any, in any formal way, you had discovered it pretty much on your own. You want to tell us about that? Yeah, um, it was about 12 years before I discovered the book that um, was written about practice of earthing that Clint Over and Dr. Sumatra and Marty Zucker wrote. Um, I was astounded to find the book because I didn't know there was even a, a real term for it. All I knew was that uh, it worked for my children and I, and how I discovered that was because I became a mom. And um, my daughter, Clara, just had a horrible colic, and she cried literally around the clock unless she was nursing she was really crying truly and, and you think they would tire themselves out no and I know it was because she was in pain it wasn't just she was telling me something she was well she was but she was telling me that she was in pain so besides just nursing her as much as possible I didn't know what else to do for her and I took her to the pediatrician and they tried to put her on a prescription of course and said kids cry let her cry it out well she wasn't crying it out and um, it, it just was as hard as a mom to watch her suffer. So I was doing anything I could. And the fir- my first thought is, let's take her outside, get her some fresh air. And I would walk outside with her. And I lived in Arizona at the time, and it was always warm, even in the winter. So I never wore shoes. And I just noticed every single time I took her outside, and I would, you know, she'd be on my chest, skin to skin, um, and I'd be holding her and kissing her. Um, she would, her face would instantly relax. And at first, and she would stop crying, and the redness in her face would go away. And she clearly wasn't in pain anymore. And of course, at first, I just thought, oh, I have a little nature lover here, and she's listening to the birds, and she likes the fresh air. So I just did that over and over and over. But then I would notice sometimes it didn't work. And it took a little while because I didn't even know what I was looking for, but I realized it was when I had shoes on it didn't work. So, um, you know, on the rare occasion I would be driving or just something like that, and I'd have shoes on, and I'd step outside with her. She was still in pain. And I'd strap her in the car or whatever, and she would be in pain while we're driving, even with the windows down. So it wasn't the fresh air, and it wasn't just seeing trees. If she was in a stroller, which was very rare for me to use, then she was in pain still, right, because she was disconnected from touching me or the earth. So she wasn't grounded at all. So I didn't know what it was called, and I know nothing about electricity, you know, or any kind of, uh, you know, that whole that whole thought behind it. I didn't even understand the science of it at all. But what I knew is that Clara felt better when I was barefoot and I was touching her. And it just was so almost a joke, almost comical, because I knew even if she fell asleep in my arms and was outside asleep, dead asleep, if I walked into the house and took both feet off the earth and was inside again, she'd wake up and start crying. So I literally just spent all day, every day outside, grounded. And that's how I figured it out. Wow. So that t- that took some uh, quite a bit of insight uh, and observation, essentially, because... Yeah. Because if you um, if you hadn't um, noticed that your your shoes were the operative factor, you would never have made that association with the earth. Yeah. Um, and and not everybody would have done that. Yeah. But when you're desperate enough as a mom, yeah. I mean, I was. I mean, I just that's all I thought about day and night. How can I help? How can I help? And that just was, it just became very obvious over time. Wow. And uh, and so so you uh, so you basically became uh, an Earth mother. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, truly, we. Oh, then from then on, everywhere we've ever lived, um, you know, we've 
literally, I've, my goal as a mom has never been to have clean, you know, how clean, you know how you hear so many moms, don't stain your shirt or, you know. No, oh, yeah, right. Don't get mud on your pants. <laughs> I was the, you know, please. Let's, in fact, I would, car, you know, make a little mud pit in the backyard within reach of the hose, and every day we'd go out and turn the hose on, and, like, they would be little piglets in the mud because I just, I, it's just so obvious how healthy and how natural that is once you make the connection and really once you see the health benefits. Maybe it's not totally obvious. You kind of take for granted the obviousness of it until you see a health benefit. And then it becomes, I don't know how people can live without it. Well, the thing the thing that, uh, you know, having been awakened basically to it, um, I've become more sensitized to it myself. Uh, and I've and I've noticed that not only uh, did all the na- nature physicians uh, from from uh, Europe back from uh, one or two centuries ago um, know about walking and hiking on the earth, but they would recommend people walk and hike on the earth barefoot. Uh, rain or shine, snow or warm, <laughs> and uh, and they insisted as part of their therapy that people walk barefoot on the earth. And even further back than that, the many primitive societies, uh, you'll read stories of people being healed by uh, by contact with the earth or being buried up to the neck in in earth or sand. Mm-hmm. So so it's obviously been been known. Uh, to more primitive societies um, mm-hmm. as an effective healing mechanism for thousands of generations. Yeah, it's, and that's the whole, um, the, the whole paradigm right now is, is not until very recently has it seemed alternative to do this. I mean, it was just, it's, it's obvious and, I mean, really, the whole earth exists. I mean, it's this ball of life in space, and it's there to grow life, and it grows life on every corner of it. I mean, that's it just bursts forth. So for us to just recently live completely disconnected, completely cut off from it, and for connecting with the earth to seem uh, sort of woo-woo or out there or, you know, alternative, it's just, it's, once you, it's just such a paradox. It's, it almost blows my mind that that is considered alternative. It, it, yeah, because it's and, such common sense, and what, people have known what, about it until recently. And and what we've done in, in the in the last fifty years or so, since we discovered rubber and plastic as being good material for soles of shoes, yeah. we have insulated ourselves from the earth and from the earth's uh, electrical properties, which is which is what the earth is really uh, giving us, the electrical properties. We've insulated ourselves to the point where we get none of that benefit. Uh, and then we live in high-rise buildings and we work in uh, in in uh, rooms that are that are surround that where we surround ourselves with artificial materials, non-conductive artificial materials, and we we completely lose all the benefits of the earth. Uh, that 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 gave us birth, mm-hmm. and it's mm-hmm. such a shame because so so much pain could be avoided. Uh, just just the number of people who have arthritis pain in this country is just it's a legend. It's huge, yeah. and that could be so easily uh, alleviated just just by half an hour standing outside on the ground. Yeah, and the more, I mean, it just is turning out that all, almost all chronic conditions you can think of, I mean, arthritis is the classic, but any, I mean, dementia, heart disease, cancers, they're all turning out to be really related just to chronic inflammation. We thought that was a normal process of aging, but it's really not. It's a normal process of a lifetime of chronic inflammation is what it's turning out to be. It's not so much about 
saturated fats or, you know, really any of the parameters we really thought it was, it's really chronic inflammation. And it's, and like you said, it's, um, we have the antidote right under our feet. So it's, it's just, it's just still remains shocking to me that that's considered an alternative therapy instead of just a baseline, uh, way to, you know, health modality. And you know, the thing that, the thing that, uh, is, is horrible about it is that people come out of the woodwork who haven't tried this, who haven't uh, done anything uh, with it, who haven't uh, basically looked into it, uh, and they uh, and they scream to high heavens that there's uh, that it's it's nothing, it's woo, it's earth, it's it's a scam, it's it's all kinds of things, and uh, and yet they haven't even bothered to yeah. to 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 look and see what's what what is there about it that uh, that has kept people. Uh, kept people with it for uh, for thousands of generations. We, we're coming up on a break now, um, uh, Dr. Laura, and uh, I wonder uh, if you would just uh, hold hold that thought. I want to talk to you more about some of your experiments with uh, with earthing uh, in your practice, and um, uh, and uh, some of the results that you've had with uh, losing weight, with autism, with arthritis, with pain, things like that. Um, but right now we have to go to a short break. This is Howard Strauss. Um, you're listening to The Power of Natural Healing, brought to you by Gerson Health Media at gersonmedia.com. And you're listening on the Voice America Health and Wellness Network. Um, we thank you for listening. We hope you'll stop in at uh, gersonmedia.com and leave us your email address so that we can notify you of uh, all the great products and uh, media and books and events uh, that are coming up. Uh, and uh, and you can uh, we're not going to sell sell your ad- email address to anyone. You're not going to get spam. Uh, we're not going to share it with anyone. This is just for you. Um, so please leave us your email address and, um, and we will keep you informed. Uh, this is Howard Strauss, the power of natural healing. We'll be back in just a moment. The incidence of autism has increased at an alarming rate. Approximately 1 in 50 children are affected by autism, giving autism the undesired ranking as the most prevalent childhood developmental disorder in the U.S. 67 children will be diagnosed today. That is nearly one child every 20 minutes. Autism One, a conversation of hope, hosted by Terry Aranga, illuminates how right now there is more reason than ever for individuals with autism spectrum disorders and their families to have the best hope for the brightest future. Autism is treatable and given appropriate therapies, children are recovering. With well-known researchers and doctors, members of Congress, and expert service providers from a wide range of disciplines, Terry offers interviews and insights highlighting the progress in areas related to autism spectrum disorders such as biomedical research and treatment, communication, education, and behavioral modalities, sociological and philosophical issues, and legislative advocacy and insurance concerns. Autism One, a conversation of hope, broadcasts each Tuesday at 9 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Autism One, a conversation of hope. Through education and conversation, there is hope. 
Ask Theo Live is talk radio like you've never heard before. Following her near-death experience, world-renowned author and spiritual medium Sheila Gillette became the direct voice channel for Theo, a consortium of 12 archangels. Through this unique channel, Sheila and her co-host Marcus Gillette present you with an opportunity to speak directly with Theo live on air on any topic you wish to discuss, including receiving authentic messages from deceased loved ones and angelic guides. Get the answer you need by tuning in to Ask Theo Live Talk Radio. Tuesday mornings at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern Time on 7th Wave Network. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. You are listening to The Power of Natural Healing with your host, Howard Strauss. To be a part of our discussion this week, please call 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to info at gersonmedia.com. And now, back to The Power of Natural Healing. Welcome back to The Power of Natural Healing, brought to you by Gerson Media uh, at gersonmedia.com. I'm Howard Strauss, your host, and we're having a wonderful chat with uh, Dr. Laura Conover, uh, the intuition physician, uh, about uh, about the various different things she has done and discovered and observed and how she how she treats her patients, and also about having just uh, completed a, a wonderful sequel to the movie The Grounded, called The Grounded 2, which will be re- released fairly soon. And, um, and, and, her use and, and her use of grounding and earthing uh, as a healing modality, along with all of the um, uh, medical uh, techniques that she has learned as a physician. So this is very unusual to combine all of this uh, and synthesize all of it. Um, Laura, thank you for staying with us. And uh, we were talking about uh, how you recommend uh, earthing to many of your patients. Um, you've done some you've done some interesting experiments and so had some interesting successes with uh, ailments that m- most people have no luck with. Uh, you want to tell us a little bit about that? Sure. Well, um, the one that I think is you know would be most interest to people is looking at weight because I just started really realizing that I believe there's a connection and my study bears this out between our growing obesity epidemic and earthing. Um, just I just started opening my eyes, and once I opened my eyes, I just thought that I have to I have to get some patience and I have to study this because I realized that there's almost every, especially women, but almost everyone I worked with had this growing sense of disconnection and unease, and it was manifesting through depression or just trouble sleeping or anxiety or uh, overeating or just this this consumptive appetite which nothing could satisfy, even overeating didn't satisfy it, and everyone's coming to me feeling like they were missing something, and it dawned on me. I think they're missing this connection to the earth because Mother Earth supports you, and, and it's natural for Mother Earth to support our our purpose and our and it's comforting. I mean, if you ever laid on the beach, you know it's comforting. You feel your entire weight supported by this presence that's not going anywhere, and it's a very comforting feeling. And I feel like I started realizing people are overeating and watching TV at night, feeling like they are trying to self nurture. 
I think there's a connection with the fact that they are disconnected and not touching the earth during the day to them feeling going to bed dissatisfied at night. So I thought, we well, i got to look into that. So I enrolled about a dozen patients in this study. We did it for about three months. And all I asked was for them to touch the earth for 10 minutes a day. That's all I asked. I didn't ask for, I didn't want, in fact, I specifically said do not change your diet and do not exercise anything beyond what you would normally do. Nothing, no change at all. 10 minutes, that's all I want of your time. And every week I weighed them and every week we did um, a touch base with, um, you know, feedback questionnaires and stuff like that. And there is a huge connection because these are people who have not been able to lose weight in any other way. I mean, there's, you know, they're taking all kinds of supplements and all kinds of diets and all kinds of exercises. And and all I asked was for them to touch the earth for 10 minutes. That's it. And all of them that, well, the majority of them started losing weight about one or two pounds a week. And that is, and then there was an alternative thing going on where some patients were not losing weight, and that's because they had some active crisis, health crisis going on, and earthing, earthing went to that first. So everybody that enrolled in the study that wanted to lose weight that was working on just weight loss lost weight, and they lost weight without doing anything, changing in diet or exercise at all. So it was really um, impressive, I felt. But then there's this additional benefit of about 40% of the patients who um, had something going on, something active, like they had pulled a disc, they, their back hurt, their carpal tunnel syndrome, there was someone with uh, active, you know, battling depression. And what happened with those people is earthing went to that. And, and they were emailing me and telling me, oh, oh, my gosh, I feel so much better for so many different reasons beyond why I enrolled in this study. And then I noticed the people who didn't have an active health crisis going on, every single one of them effortlessly started losing weight. And that continued for the duration of the study. And I finally stopped the study because it was just successful and I wanted to um, go out with this information and, and, and see if we can repeat it and do a larger scale. But uh, it just was really successful. And, and my take-home message from that is, yes, yeah, we're missing this connection and we're trying to get it through food because that's an indirect way to get something from the earth and put it in our body. But we can skip that indirectness and just go right to touching the earth. Well, gosh, a pound or two a week is huge. Yeah, it was. It was huge because these are people again who have their exercise treadmill that they never use in their, you know, and then they right. signed up for this this gym membership and they, you know, starved and, and you know, no carbs or you know whatever it is, and we're not seeing these results with anything else. Wow. Well, that's that's impressive. So I presume that uh, when someone comes to you, do do people now come to you for specifically for weight loss? Yeah, I mean, I would say especially in this society that, yeah, that's that's always, and it might not be why they're coming to me, but then they're always, you know, once we get down to their 10th complaint or 10th thing they want to focus on or 12th or 15th, I mean, it always comes up. It comes up with every almost everyone, yeah. And so, and so you, you can address that very easily by just, uh, by just asking them 10 minutes a day to connect their feet, their, their skin with the earth, with Mother yes, Earth. And, and they do it in different ways. Some patients love it so much they'll go into their garden and they'll just literally lay there for hours, you know. And then some people, I have a patient who is, you know, like you had mentioned earlier in the program, in a high-rise building, and, but they just happen to have a huge tree that reaches up to the third floor. And when they're on their balcony, they can touch a branch. And uh, as you know, if it's rooted in the ground, then that tree is, is grounded as well. So I have patients that literally just go out for 10 minutes a day and read a book and, and you know, hold on to a leaf on a tree on their balcony, and they get benefits that way. So, amazing. Yeah. Amazing. Well, that's 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 impressive, and it kind of it kind of matches what what I have seen. But you know, I'm I'm not a health practitioner. 
I just suggest that to people who are in uh, uh, arthritis pain, and uh, and they get the, that kind of results themselves. Uh, just phenomenal uh, pain relief and uh, and and feeling of well-being and elation. Uh, they love it. They love it. Mm-hmm. Because uh, there's this pervasive feeling of this craving, and people, every patient almost comes to me and says, I don't know what I'm searching for, but I, I, there's something missing, there's something missing, there's something missing, and they're looking, they're overanalyzing their relationships or their, you know, job, their career, you know, and no one thinks about, well, I'm missing the most basic thing, and that is just being supported by the earth I'm living on. You know, it's very basic, and it's so basic we miss it. So that kind of, what that study was kind of addressing is, in, in a food way, I think that's why people just have food cravings, just overwhelming food cravings because they're just trying to get that nurture. Wow. Now, uh, there's another uh, there's another epidemic besides obesity that is uh, that is exploding in this country. When I was a, uh, when I was a kid, maybe one in fifty thousand children um, got uh, got autism. Uh, today, um, because of the increasing, uh, because of the increasing um, and more and more uh, mandatory vaccines, um, I'm convinced that it has a lot to do with uh, with that. The um, that that one in it's all, it's less than one in a, I'm sorry one in less than a hundred. It's getting down to one in fifty. Children have, 50, yep. uh, has some kind of autism um, or autis- autism spectrum uh, ailment. Uh, you've done some experimentation with that as well, haven't you? Well, I, ha- I just have patients. Um, I haven't done any formalized study for that, but right. I have read studies that have been out there showing fantastic results with earthing. And so because of that, I have patients specifically, yes, that... Um, that I work with parents of the patients, and they have great results. And I really think that there's a twofold. I mean, there's probably many, many ways it helps that we just haven't even figured out yet because we're sort of on the cutting edge with this whole earthing thing. But I know two ways that I really have seen autistic children shine from earthing is because autistic children have huge sleep disturbances, which um, which really exacerbates whatever is the underlying condition. You know, whatever is just their normal baseline right. is obscured by the fact when they don't sleep well. I mean, their sleep deficit is horrible, and it, it obscures everything. So I think earthing from just from deepening sleep alone, even if it doesn't lengthen sleep, it deepens sleep. So even if you're sleeping the same crappy three hours, then those three hours are deeper. You're in REM sleep longer. It's more restorative. So it definitely deepens sleep, and I think this is huge for children. And the other thing, too, is autistic children are exquisitely, exquisitely sensitive to EMF exposure. And I really think that's a huge part of it. And that, alongside the vaccines that you mentioned, I think the increasing exposure to EMF is another thing that's overwhelming their system. So, I mean, it's it's, it's, it's two, to me, it's those two together. Um, and so that's just the explosion. So what earthing does is ground that and relieve stress from EMF exposure, and that is huge. So you've had, you've had some uh, pretty, uh, pretty stunning successes with diseases and ailments that most physicians are completely unable to, uh, to, to, to modify or to, to affect. Thank you. And uh, you know, I think I think that a lot of people uh, would be interested in contacting you because this, these uh, these ailments, uh, obesity and and autism, are are so rampant in our in our culture and in so many other cultures too, because because of the you know the the food problem that we have and and the um, and the vaccine problem that we have. Mm-hmm. And the EMF problem. <laughs> and the EMF, yeah. 
Yeah. We're getting uh, we're getting easily a million times more EMF exposure than we were only 20 years ago because of the amount of cell phone towers and 4G and 3G and uh, Wi-Fi and uh, uh, and then uh, smart meters and all, all kinds of things that um, that we have little, literally no control over. Yeah, and it's just amazing. I mean, we're only, it's not even dawning on most people how this is impacting health. So. You know, it, it's, it's happening so slowly. It's happening that the just noticeable difference uh, effect of you don't, you, you know, if you put a, a frog into boiling water, it'll it'll jump out. But if you put a frog into warm water and then slowly, slowly, slowly heat it, it won't jump out because it never notices the water's getting warmer and warmer and you can boil it to death mm-hmm. without it noticing. That's what's happening. So that's the that's the just noticeable difference. Um, uh, Dr. Conifer, we uh, we're coming up on another short break. Uh, I hope you will not mind uh, us, us uh, just cutting away here just for a moment. So we'll be we'll be back right after this short break. This is Howard Strauss, uh, your host for the Power of Natural Healing at Gerson Health Media. Brought to you by Gerson Health Media, and uh, you can find us at gersonmedia.com on the web, uh, where you can uh, check in and see all of our uh, interesting, uh, all of our interesting offerings. Not only books, but DVDs, uh, CDs, uh, Dr. Gerson's recordings, uh, uh, some uh, his, his papers. Um, testimonials from patients who have been healed from just terrible, terrible things, just using lifestyle uh, type of therapy developed by Dr. Gerson uh, over 100 years ago. So um, please stop in, gersonmedia.com. Uh, we, we look forward to sending you all, all kinds of great information, uh, completely free, and um, we won't sell your uh, email address to anyone. Um Please stay with us uh, while we continue this great conversation with Dr. Conover uh, about the new direction that medicine may be taking, and I hope she's taking us there. Uh, please stay with us. We'll be back right after this break. This is Howard Strauss. Take charge of your fitness and take charge of your healthy life. Listen for Be Fit for life with your host chad austin think back over the past week the past month the past years are you like a lot of other people too busy with the kids work travel social calendars business calendars the day the night this and that make the decision to be healthier just do it chad austin has made a living from motivating people to stop excuses and make fitness a priority in their lives Tune in every Monday at 10 a.m. Eastern Time, 7 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. This is your host, Howard Strauss, and I want to let you know about the special offers we have just for you on the earthing products. The first includes a bed pad, an earthing mat, the earthing book, and all of the accessories you need. Together, these items sell for more than $300, but you can buy them now for $199. To see this kit and all of the Earthing specials, visit our website at gersonmedia.com slash earthing. Again, that's gersonmedia.com slash earthing. Have you ever taken a minute to think about how your joints work from the outside? 
Tendons and ligaments are stiff enough to hold our bones together, but flexible enough to allow them to articulate and move. Our joints are not simple hinges, but highly adaptable structures that allow an amazing range of motion. They also allow an amazing adaptability to injury. Find out more by tuning in to Rethinking Orthopedics with Mary J. Rogel, Wednesdays at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 Pacific, on Voice America Health & Wellness. It's time to take a new look at the body. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. You are listening to The Power of Natural Healing with your host, Howard Strauss. To be a part of our discussion this week, please call 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to info at gersonmedia.com. And now, back to The Power of Natural Healing. Welcome back to The Power of Natural Healing. Brought to you by Gerson Health Media at gersonmedia.com, where we offer you all kinds of really good information that you can put to use today to improve your good health, to recover your good health, and to banish even the most dangerous and even the most intractable of chronic diseases or so-called incurable diseases. And you can, do, we're trying to give you information where you can take control of your own health no matter what state it is in now you can have control of it and recover it we're talking to dr laura conover the intuition physician and she has uh, she has a, a very different attitude from most uh, mds and which by the way is why i can uh, why i can have a good conversation like this with her uh, she is, uh, she's open to all healing modalities and all ways to heal her patients. She has a real, uh, empathy and real feeling for her patients, uh, rather than for the pharmaceutical company that is, uh, subsidizing her practice or that is, uh, you know, giving her huge consulting fees. So, uh, uh, Laura, thank you very much for being with us and for staying with us and for, you know, helping us with our, uh, with our program. Absolutely, I love it. Um, you you were uh, you were talking on the in the movie about anecdotal evidence where people were, uh, you know, the, the conventional physicians uh, are are always very quick to say, oh well, uh, these are all anecdotal evidence, and uh, we don't believe anecdotal evidence. We only be, believe in mass trials. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're faced with that all the time because we don't vary just one variable, one chemical. Uh, we vary the whole lifestyle, uh, and, and try and get back to a, a lifestyle where, uh, where, where all factors are considered, not just one factor. Um, and people, people don't like that. Even though the patients get, get well, they dismiss it out of hand because it's not a mass study. Um, you've had similar, uh, you've had similar, uh, criticisms and, uh, Earthing has had similar criticisms. And yet you, uh, even as a physician, you prefer, uh, anecdotal evidence because the stuff that's happening right in front of your eyes, uh, is what, what you respond to. Uh, can you, can you talk a little more about that? Sure. I, I agree with everything you said. Um, I, 
really don't actually like big studies because, first of all, they, they're generally exposed as being, you know, initiated from a pharmaceutical company or flawed in some way. And even if it's a pure study, I don't like the mass-produced nature of it. I don't, not particularly interested in, um, I mean, I'm not, I, I like medical literature and it's great to keep abreast of what's going on, but it's, I'm not caring so much about what's happened in a mass scale to, they don't, that study is telling me what's happened to that amount of participants at that moment in time in that location using that trial with that double-blind placebo, whatever. And that's a great result, but when I'm working one-on-one with a patient, that doesn't really tell me what's true for the patient I'm working with. So I'm not obsessed with um, double-checking and making sure something's been proven en masse, because en masse has never been very meaningful to me. What's meaningful to me is the results that I see. And to me, anecdotal evidence, I've always been more drawn to that. I've always loved the anecdotal studies. And it's funny because in the first movie of The Grounded, that's brought up about how anecdotal evidence doesn't really prove anything, and I completely disagree. I believe anecdotal evidence proves everything that's important to me. What's done on a mass scale and is telling me what might probably happen on a probability and a predictive scale to a mass amount of society is not what's important to me when I'm working one-on-one with a patient. What I want to know is what's possible for that patient, what healing and health is possible for them, and no huge study can tell me what's possible. It can tell me what's predictable. It cannot tell me what's possible, and that's a huge shift in thinking because I don't want to know what's what my patient is limited to i want to know what can be accomplished and what they can be open to and anecdotal evidence tells me that because if one outcome has ever happened for anybody on the earth like one like with you howard with one cure or one and, and i know it's been on mass scale there's not been one but even if it's only happened to one person that a certain cancer has resolved or a certain tumor has been removed and there's been a great success when it's supposedly incurable if it's happened once then it can happen to any of us it's showing me what's possible so instead of wanting to know what's probable or what is what I'm limited to thinking might happen, I want to know what's possible. And when I hear or read or see for myself what's happened in an anecdotal study or with one patient of mine, then I get really excited because I know that's, ha- that's possible for me. It's possible for anybody. If it can happen to one person, it can happen to us all. And even truly, if it hasn't happened to anyone else on earth, it could happen to you. Anything could happen to you. But if one other person has experienced a positive outcome or a miraculous or exceptional outcome, then I know it's been proven it can happen and it can for sure happen to me or my patient. And that's what I'm really interested in. Well, that's that's a very, very different attitude uh, than uh, than your colleagues have, yeah. obviously. And you must have come under some fire from, <laughs> for, for yeah. having yeah. Uh, espoused that. Uh, yeah. As well, because they say, "Oh, poo poo!" You know, one yeah. one result could be the result of chance. Yeah, two well, or three or five. It, yeah, I mean, I'm going out on a limb in this second, the sequel that we're in, Howard. Because you know, I mean, I just say that flat out. I, I'm interested in what's possible, and that's what I want to focus on, and that's what I know, and that's what I want to focus on with my patients. So <laughs> we'll see their thoughts. <laughs> We have, we have, yeah, exactly, and uh, and I, I applaud you for that because that's exactly what we believe in as well. I mean, we believe in approaching each patient as an individual and seeing what's possible, uh, and and knowing in our hearts and in our heads and in our experience that good health is possible no matter what condition they come to us in, as long as they don't uh, expire first. 
Yeah. Uh, good health is possible, and we've seen people uh, come to us in some of the worst conditions imaginable, stage four, spreading melanoma or pancreatic cancer, throwing up mouthfuls of blood and things like that, where yeah. the patient is alive and well 25, 35 years later. Um, and Howard, I just don't understand how that is not what is front page news in medical literature. That proves that anything is possible. Of course, a huge randomized study cannot show that because then it would have to be true for the mass population who aren't even thinking this way and who aren't even open to possibility. This cannot even happen unless you've worked with someone like you at the Gerson Institute. Unless you've worked with someone who's open to that and to that possibility and unless you you know, are open to that, then it's not going to happen en masse. So I don't even care what happens en masse almost. Just like you, I want to know one-on-one what is proven to be possible. And what you're doing and what your whole therapy does is prove what's possible. And how we can ignore those results is just devastating to me. I don't I don't understand the medical community for that at all. Yeah, this is something that uh, Dr. Gerson was completely unable as a, as a physician who was truly involved with his patients and a real scientist who was deeply involved in the in the uh, science as it was known at the time uh of uh, of physiology, of health and illness and so forth. Uh, he could not believe when he presented a cure for a disease or uh, or, or condition uh, that his colleagues would attack him for it rather than rather than uh, just pick it up and use it for their patients uh, to yeah. benefit to benefit the people around them. What he yeah. did not take into account was the fact that he, you have trillion dollar uh, pharmaceutical companies behind them saying, "If you do, we will crush you." Yeah. And so uh, the anecdote to this has to be that we start taking seriously anecdotal evidence that's the antidote is no longer it's great do if you have the funding and you want to do the huge mass studies i i want to hear about those too but i'm also going to take validity to the one-on-one experiences and the successes and breakthroughs that has to become at least as important so well, that's the answer i mean that's the only way out that i can see to this whole charade that uh, medicine has become prince charles uh, of, of england I, you know, gave a speech once uh, at the Royal College of Obstetrics and Gynecology uh, that uh, where he said, uh, you know, he, he called out one patient, one uh, friend of his who had survived uh, a, a terminal breast cancer using the Gerson therapy and was alive and well seven years later. Now, he did not say this was a cure. He did not say this was, uh, this was uh, anecdotal evidence. He did not say this proves anything. He said this shows that it's possible like you like you said why don't we research that a little more and and really find out what's actually happening and for that he was vilified in the press and uh, by all of the uh, doctors in in uh, in the uh, oncological community in in England and in on the former British empires and in the in the uh, uh, tabloid press. He was vilified to the for months and months and months uh, for having even suggested that that kind of thing be uh, researched. Wow. It was uh, so. So that's that's what you see. That's the kind of power that uh, that the pharmaceutical companies have and the uh, cancer establishment and so forth. Um, we have to we have to move beyond that. We have to somehow move beyond that uh, and and. And somehow get 
get somebody with with the power somewhere to uh, to to examine it. We're not a, we're we're not afraid of examination. Mm-mm. We just uh, we just don't like uh, closed mindedness and prejudice uh, uh, prejudice saying this could not be true because I don't know it. Which is you know, so you need to get someone high up with the power to do that, or alternatively, we need you need which you are already doing to get reach the general public with the real message and have people just one-on-one individually choosing to be open to anecdotal evidence and choosing to just see for themselves. So it can really just bypass the whole institution and reach real people who are having real results. And that's one reason why I love being part of, and I'm so glad you're as well part of the movies, The Grounded and The Grounded too, because that's what it's doing. I mean, that is a widespread outreach showing it does not any longer have to be a huge pharmaceutically-based drive of a medical literature onslaught. It can be what happens when you do this yourself. So almost I feel like we actually have to bypass the whole thing and just one-on-one. We, we do, and that's and that's my job. That's what I do. Um, I, I get these books out in all the different languages. I get them in all the different countries. And uh, and I lecture, and I have this program, and and it'll it'll happen. It'll happen, Laura. It has to happen. Otherwise, uh, the the medical system, as we know it, will just collapse of its own weight because yeah. it just is not healing people. It's not healing people. It's killing people. Well, We're coming up on our last break here, uh, Laura. If you could uh, just stay with us for a short break, we'll be back right after the break. Can you do that? Sure. Thank you. Uh, This is uh, Howard Strauss. I'm your host for The Power of Natural Healing, uh, brought to you by Gerson Health Media at gersonmedia.com. And we invite you to look in on us there, browse our offerings, and uh, and learn all the great information we have. Uh, we, uh, We will be back right after this short break. Please stay with us and with Dr. Laura Conover. Thank you very much. We'll see you in a moment. Are you ready to laugh and learn as you get the info that will get you fit? Small steps can lead to big changes once you're headed in the right direction. Join the dynamic twin sister and exercise expert team of Alexandra Williams and Kimberly Williams-Evans on Active Aging for Boom Chicka Boomers. K&A bring you top-level guests who offer active aging advice and practical tips you can use today. Enjoy the second phase of life with vitality, brain power, and energy. Active Aging for Boom Chicka Boomers airs live Wednesday at 8 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Eastern on Voice America Health and Wellness. How do you find out more about wellness? When we let our busy schedule keep us on the run without stopping, something's going to give. How is the balance in your life? Are you overhyped or feeling run down constantly? Is stress doing its part to control your life? Listen for Be Well Bites with host Jamie Relay. Our show is all about connecting you with the experts that can help you with living a nourishing and fulfilling life in small, bite-sized tips and ideas. Nourish yourself and tune in to Be Well Bites on Wednesdays at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Health & Wellness. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. You 
You are listening to The Power of Natural Healing with your host, Howard Strauss. To be a part of our discussion this week, please call 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to info at gersonmedia.com. And now, back to The Power of Natural Healing. Welcome back to The Power of Natural Healing. This is Howard Strauss, your host. We're brought to you by Gerson Health Media at gersonmedia.com, where we invite you to stop in and uh, get all the great information that you can use today to improve your health, to recover your health, to keep your your family, your children, your parents, your spouse, your community, your nation healthy and well. And that's what we really want to do. And we have listeners all over the world listening to this program, and we want to bring this uh, information all over the world. We're talking with Dr. Laura Conover, the Intuition Physician. You can reach her at intuitionphysician.com. That's intuitionphysician.com on the web. She has a great website. And you get to see um, uh, Dr. Conover, and she's talking at one point with uh, Dr. Edgar Mitchell and astronaut Charlie Duke, both of whom were um, astronauts, and Edgar Mitchell actually walked on the moon. I don't know about Charlie Duke. Mm -hmm. He did, yes. Uh, So these are two men who walked on the moon. Mm -hmm. And I want to ask you, uh, Dr. Conover, Laura, sorry, uh, you were mentioning when you when you disconnect from the earth, uh, how you suffer physically, and I want to know if you got any inkling of that from talking to Dr. Mitchell or Mr. Duke uh, about about the um, about having been separated by a quarter of a million miles from Mother Earth. Yeah, that was one of the things I love most about the, the both of the movies is is bringing the astronauts into it because. The question becomes, if you're making a documentary about touching the earth and as close as you can be, even burying yourself in the earth, then what's the opposite of that? How far has mankind removed themselves from the earth, and what does that does that change your perspective at all? And yes, uh, only 12 men have stood on the moon and looked at our planet, and I talked to two of them, and I was so honored, and both my kids got to meet them as well, and so that was just an amazing experience. And what I took from that was exactly... What you alluded to is they all—they actually have a name for it. They call it the overview effect because nobody has been able to stand on the moon, look at our Earth, and not been so emotionally touched and moved by how precious that Earth is. I mean, they both described not only just the sheer beauty of it, also that feeling of from standing there and looking out on the darkness of space. This is this vibrant ball of life, and really it becomes apparent that the Earth's entire job is to be standing in space, spinning there in space, growing life, growing life from every angle, from all around, above, below, every corner of the earth was bursting with color, and that's the only place, standing on the moon, that you can really just see vibrancy of life, and so they had this soul calling to go back to it, to return, they wanted to connect to it, They, they it was just so beautiful and so moving that, you know, it's just even hard to put into words, and I felt that from both of them, not just their words, but the, the feeling that they were just overwhelmed with not only how beautiful and fragile it is, but how connected they still felt. Like you said, a quarter of a million miles away, and they feel connected to that still. So there's something in our cellular makeup. There's something in our souls, if you want to go that far. There's there's just this drive, this urge 
to connect to the earth. You can stand as far away as mankind can be carried so far and still just just have this urge to return, and it's called the overview effect. And it's sort of what we were hitting on when we talked about the weight loss study I did because I, I sense that, that the people just have this urge, this desire to connect to the earth, and they don't know what it's called and they don't know where it's coming from. But when they're missing it, that's what they're feeling, this craving. And that's certainly what the astronauts um, reflected when they were talking to me, how they were so far away and looking at the earth, they just had this, it's just, interconnected with it, still feeling interconnected with it from that far away. Uh, amazing, absolutely amazing. Is this what you were talking about when uh, when when we were talking about uh, nature deprivation disorder? Yeah, exactly. Can you describe That's that a little bit? Well, nature deprivation disorder is, is oh, it just touches my heart because it's kind of sad that we even have a name for it because it means people are so disconnected that they are experiencing symptoms of withdrawal from not being immersed in nature. I mean, children going to school all day and people, often just the reality of life is people, they don't even get five minutes of sunshine on their skin. They are going from a cubby at work to, to home and they're in a car the whole way and then they go inside and they just don't even stand under the stars for a few minutes or you know, take a walk around the neighborhood. So there is truly a disorder that's being described now in the medical literature of, you know, this this insatiability, this depression, this anxiety, this trouble sleeping, this this depression. Really, it affects mood. It truly affects mood. Beyond just needing to get sun for your melatonin and for sleep-wake cycles, it, it truly affects mood on a grand disorder. And it's really happening to children, and it's, it's really a pervasive thing in childhood. And um, I don't know, it's really sad that it's come to that, I think. And But the good thing is the awareness of that is leading people back to the earth and not just to getting fresh air but actually physically touching the earth and hopefully kicking off their shoes. And uh, I'll just end with saying um, one thing I noticed through doing all these studies with earthing and through the filming and stuff is that one way that people really can see the effects of earthing is to look at plants, and that's illustrated in the first movie and again in the second movie about how plants that are grounded grow. I mean, they grow exponentially. There, there's some plants that are seedlings that are three times higher than a non-grounded seedling that's not connected to the earth. And with humans, what is just becoming very obvious to me as a physician and just as a, as a, you know, a witness is that we're not going to grow three times larger. You know, what do we do? That's what plants do. They, their health is supported, so they become taller and more vibrant, and they have more petals, and they have more flowers, and they, they're just huge and massive, and there's a huge difference. But humans aren't going to do that. They're not going to get four times taller. But what humans do is they just shine, and they have this energy, and they feel better, and it affects mood. And I really see humans connecting to the earth. Plants do it by getting bigger. Humans do it by getting more this soul shine, this, this better. energy. Better. Yeah. Feeling better, health. Yeah. They do it through health. Plants will do it physically. You'll be able to measure the difference in the height. People will be able to feel, measure a difference in their health. Well, Laura, I have to, I have to tell you that, uh, that what you've shared with us today, uh, has, uh, has really outlined something that is so, so important for all of humanity. That, uh, I, I don't, I can't even imagine what's more important than that, um, than connecting with our Mother Earth. And that you have done a huge part in helping to make these two movies, uh, with Steve. Uh, you've done a huge part to get that information out to the millions and billions of people who actually need it. And I think if people really listen to what you've said, and really consider it strongly, and I and I urge people to do that. Uh, to really consider it strongly, incorporating it in their own life, they will benefit. We will all 
benefit from connection with Mother Earth. Because when you do that, then you also become conscious of your nutrition, conscious of the health of the planet, of the health of our ecosphere, conscious of so many things that you are not when you're living in a 50-story high-rise and uh, insulated from the Earth by artificial materials all the time Mm -hmm. and immersed in an electromagnetic soup. So... (laughs) So, so it's, uh, it's just, you know, you're doing, you're doing the world a huge and tremendous favor. And I, uh, I certainly, uh, thank you and uh, respect you and honor you for that. Oh, thank you so much. It was so great to connect with you. And I will say that if people are interested in going to my website, I do have a free earthing book there. If people are just, they hear this and they're inspired, but they don't know where to start, that's why I wrote it. And it's, uh, it's there for anybody who wants it. So, uh, intuitionphysician.com, Dr. Laura Conover, K-O-N-I-V-E-R. Laura, we're coming to the end of our session here, and I I really, really thank you. This has been a great, uh, great time, Uh, wonderful, informative, and uh, and inspiring uh, for me as well as for uh, my audience. And uh, and I I thank you for spending your time with me and... um, and, and, and sharing your knowledge and experience with, with the audience. Thank you. Thank you. No, thank you so much. And anytime, absolutely. Thank you. It's been a great, great pleasure. Dr. Laura Conover, the Intuition Physician. This is Howard Strauss, The Power of Natural Healing, uh, brought to you by Gerson Health Media at gersonmedia.com. And we, uh, we urge you to, uh, to look in on our offerings. We urge you to look in on the offerings of Laura Conover, the intuition physician. And we hope that you join us again next week when we will have another great guest. So, um, so please tune in again next week. Thanks for listening, folks. This is Howard Strauss with the power of natural healing. Be well. We hope you've enjoyed this week's edition of The Power of Natural Healing with Howard Strauss. Please join us again next Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Until that time, have a healthy, happy week. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. 